I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is a, I'm just that sad clowns. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is the Gloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Pack, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Um, but really just wanted to hear your your story and get to know you a little bit here. Um, and uh, Pony likes when to just remind people we. When he's leaving out, is that you were probably the most uh, requested interviewee we've had so far. So. Oh, I'm sure you've had just a ton of requests. Just yeah. the mailbox overfloweth. <laughs> yeah, you're. No, no, <laughs> I just, I've, only seen, I've only seen episode one posted. Yep, we're gonna post them weekly, and uh, but we are getting requests at least from one individual for more episodes. So uh, Honey Stinger, I think, has reached out about three times uh, <laughs> asking He's for probably more. Probably our number one more. fan at this point. <laughs> yeah, so we'll jump in. So so give us your uh, you know your story of uh, how long you've been in F three and and who EH'd you. Let's start there. Let's start at the beginning. And maybe what, what does your name mean? Some of us have heard that story, but I don't know. You might give us a different version this time. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, my wife uh, worked with wait time at the med center and he and I had gotten to know each other and we'd bonded through music. And um, this was in, um, 2017 and I was recruiting him to join the Maha Music Festival board um, because we had an opening coming up and we needed somebody with his skill set um, and I knew he would love it and he'd be passionate about it he told me he's like I, I don't have the capacity I'm getting ready to launch this this f3 thing in Omaha because I miss it he had been in Omaha for about two years at the time and he hadn't been able to post except for when he went home either to back to Indiana, Kentucky area or, or back to North Carolina. And so um, we kind of did a little quid pro quo where I said, you know, I'll help you launch this thing if you join the board. So um, that's what happened. Um, so I started out uh, one morning at Stinson at 530 on a Tuesday, I think it was, or Thursday. Met Selleck, met Placebo. Um, we uh, started working out. That would have been in January of 18. And, yeah, there's a couple other guys who have since moved on to Denver, Bluegrass, and Kurds. And uh, we kind of he, – he taught us. He coached us up. He taught us how to do a workout, how to work out, how to design a workout, um, how to run a COT. Um, and then we started laying the groundwork, um, telling guys about the launch. Um, and then one of the last workouts we did before the launch was at Stinson and he was ready to name, name us. And, uh, he, he had something in his back pocket that he was going to name me. And so 
after uh, Namorama, he had invited me in to tell my story. And I'm like, you know, I'm from Southern Missouri. I, I grew up in Springfield, went to school in Iowa, met a girl in Brazil, called my mom, told her I'd met a woman, thought I was in love. And luckily she's from Omaha. And he was blown away. He had no idea. Um, so I still, to this day, don't know what his name for me was. I don't know what he had in his back pocket, but he looked at me and he goes, your name is Brazilian. And, um, so that's, that's how awesome. I got it. And, um, yeah, um, what, what, we launched. Was that, was that first name Arama as awkward as they are now? I mean, was it was way, way, way more awkward. Because was, was, was there were fewer guys. Zebo and I, and I think Bluegrass. And and so we were just like, what's going on? What's this guy doing? <laughs> um, so. and, yeah, that's awesome. I you know I'm I I'm surprised that he waited that he didn't want to name you guys on the first try, but maybe he uh, wanted to get to know you a little bit first. You know, he may, he or Selleck may be able to clarify. I mean, those cold mornings kind of all run together. Um, but, um, we, you know, we weren't posting to Twitter or doing backblasts or anything like that. It was just six of us beating up and figuring out what in the world Chad wants to do. I imagine yeah. that it's uh, a lot different than you imagined it would be, you know, two, almost three years in. I guess what were your, your thoughts going into it? Um, you know, I'd done a bunch of research online and I'd seen all the Twitter posts. Um, and I remember reading like some of the Q source and just, you know, I had gone through a really tough time, um, that fall. My, you know, my best friend had had a stroke at age 39. Um, it was a, you know, a significant one. And so, um, yeah, I'd gone through some pretty dark times. I, I was working out a lot, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really talking to anybody about what I was going through with, with, um, uh, Mike's stroke and, and what, what the effect it had on me and, um, my ability to, to deal with it. And so I, you know, I think I, I knew I needed something. Um, and, you know, I kind of figured out that, just lifting weights by myself in my garage six days a week probably um, wasn't, wasn't the answer. So, uh, so no, I was, I remember texting um, Chad three years ago tomorrow um, on my way, way to the workout that it was the first morning and I didn't know how many months uh, that I woke up excited because up until that point for the past, six, seven months I've been waking up and just, you know, really sad and upset and, and you know, dealing with the prospect, prospect of, you know, my best friend here in Omaha, one of my closest friends in the world, um, it was going to forever be changed. It wasn't going to be the same person that I'd grown to love and who was the first person to ever call me a brother and, um, and made me feel like he meant it. So, um, so it's been a huge part of my life um, coming to terms with what's happened to Mike, being able to grow in my relationship with Mike still to this day and staying close to him 
um, but um, uh, but it's definitely full of void for me. That's awesome, man. I, I don't think I ever heard you share that story, so I appreciate that. That's a the, the listeners will get a first time uh, Brazilian insight. But tell me a little bit more about those early moments, or even I mean, so it's you know we're coming up on three years. Um, what's what's been like your favorite moment, or is that are there moments where you get that excitement again? I mean, is that a reoccurring thing that's kind of helped you stay involved or? Uh, talk us through that. Any favorite moments that are sticking yeah. out for you? It's so hard to say because, um, you know, I just went home over the weekend and um, a bunch of my buddies from back home I grew up with together were really close. But um, I think it's just like realizing how lucky I am to be a transplant in this town. I mean, I've been here for a while, but I have so many friendships. Um, I have so many relationships. Um, and you know, F3 is such a huge part of my life. Um, not because I get up and go work out, but because of all of these guys that I've gotten to know and gotten their other families. And now my kids are friends with their friends and our wives have gotten to be closer. And, um, you know, it's, it's just increasing the quality of life. Um, when you're out shopping and you run into somebody or, you know, I was out hiking one day. And I ran the cane pen and, you know, it's just like, like, I didn't recognize him at first. We walked right past each other, but just those, you know, those, um, you know, <laughs> the, those encounters that happen out in the wild. And, and you know what, all it is is just a stupid excuse to be like, Hey, I know you, it's okay for us to talk to each other because we've worked out together. And, you know, it's not like Kingpin and I have some deep bond, um, but because we have watched each other be idiots and do monkey humpers at the same time, like if I see him out in public and be like, hey, man, it's great to see you. Um, and so, but, you know, there's there's been so many individual instances. I mean, I got one of my best friends from back home to post once, and he just refused to work out, and he laid down the whole time. Um, and he <laughs> told him, I was like, all right, you're going to say Morgan Honey, 38 F and G. And we got to him and I forget who was on the queue, but they got to him and he goes, Morgan Honey, 38 horn dog. You're like, you don't get to name yourself horn dog, man. Um, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So, uh, and then he, he, we named him Binky. Because he just played on the ground the whole time, but uh, no, there's been there's been highs and lows. I mean, from guys sharing at COT um, to just getting in the best shape of my life at 40 after being a college athlete. Um, like I'm in way better shape now than I was playing D3 soccer. Um, but um, but yeah, it's it's all about the connections. It's all about the friendships and. I mean, maybe the proudest moment I've ever had in F3 was this past Halloween when um, I was dressed up as Uncle Eddie and I saw um, saw a room service getting out of his car and he saw me. And I don't know, it's it's hard to make room service really think something's funny. He's so if you can if you can get one of those genuine smiles from him, oh. 
it's it's, yeah. uh, it's a highlight. So um, see, getting that nod of approval, like you jackass, way to go. That was, that <laughs> yeah. was pretty great. Something special. Well, you you do look good. I do want the you know nobody else can see you here, but you do look like you're in the the best shape of your life. Um, I, yeah, I, I think you know one of the things that that you touched on, and we've kind of talked about this with wait time, but um, just to call out, you you mentioned like it's not necessarily this like super deep bond, right? It, it's just this. It's like an excuse, like you mentioned. It's this thing that's just like, hey, I I know you, and I may not even know your real name. But I know your nickname, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I see you out in the wild and, and we have this connection. You know, I think um, I think that's really important. Sometimes as men, I think we're our expectations of what a male friendship is, is kind of weird and awkward. And it, it doesn't have to be this like crazy deep, um, you know, relationship or bond. I think that's that's a really good point. Well, it just it it removes that initial barrier where guys have to size everybody up. Um, and, you know, if not everybody's going to show up at F3 and enjoy it, it's not for everyone. Maybe, I mean, I think eventually if you get in the right headspace, it could be, but some guys are going to show up and it's just not for them. Um, and, but if, if you're the type of guy who can come back twice, three times to buys in it's obvious that you're willing to be at least somewhat vulnerable if, even if you don't step into the cot and share your deepest dark secrets if you're willing to make a fool of yourself trying to to go through some workout in front of uh, a bunch of strangers um it just kind of gets past that machismo bs that you know we usually deal with when we meet new guys and we have to you know what does he do what kind of money does he make? What kind of car does he have? Like all that bullshit. Nobody cares about F3. But yeah, for sure. I don't think I so. Think it, if there is somebody, you know, let's get him, let's kick him out. Totally agree. Well, you'd have to, you'd have to take Plague out in an instant. Oh, whatever. <laughs> no, that, you know, something that, <laughs> you know, you kind of touched on something that's been brought up by a bunch of guys and that's, you know, some of the statements that have been made are just keep coming or, or you know, keep coming a couple times, get through that initial wave or that initial shock and awe of coming in and being new at something. For you, what was the glue, you know, that kept you coming back? Because there's a lot of intangible things. Like for me, it was cafeteria. You know, I was already hitting the first F fitness. I, that was fine. You know, I felt pretty good where I was at. But, you know, kind of like you were talking about, I was in a place where I didn't have a lot of community or relationships uh, with yeah. a lot of guys in the community, and that's what I was missing. So, cafeteria for me was was my glue. It kept me coming back. What about? I'm just curious about for you. You know, it's it, for every guy. It's gonna be different. You know, um, some guys like well, John Claude n never went to coffee I, for the longest time, and you know, he's one of the most engaged members of the pack. So, but he was able to make those connections on pre-runs and during the workout. And, you know, I don't know if you really were there fitness-wise already, Pony, um, <laughs> with your once-a-month runs. But, uh, <laughs> but we all find it in different places. And so, for me, you know, I've, I think the thing that kept me coming back was um, – 
the connections connection I had with Chad, um, how excited I was to see it explode, um, getting to see friends of mine join me on the journey. So guys like Nodos and um, Big One, um, you know, early on um, to see see guys who um, you know came in and transformed themselves like myself. Um, I mean, if you find that picture of Nodos and I day one, we were thick, um, and not in a not in a good way. Thick boys. Um, <laughs> uh, so you know, it's lots of things. But for me, I, I remember just those early days, like feeling like I was an ambassador, feeling like I was part of that inner circle that brought it to Omaha. And so I just loved finding the new guy and saying, "Hey, who brought you out?" just first time posting how long have you been coming out keep coming back and then especially the first time i could get somebody to queue that that's awesome because that's when the light i mean that's when it really turns on because guys go from being like okay there's all these other guys that know what's going on they know all the the terminology they know how to do the workouts they know how to do the name Rama, like I'm, I'm a new guy, I'm lower down the hierarchy, um, you know, they've been doing this longer, they're in charge. Well, as soon as you realize that nobody's in charge, as soon as you figure out you can queue and you can lead, now you're one of everybody else. Like we're all on the same page here, man. So as soon as you can get, cause like I remember the first time Honey Stinger queued and it it went from trying to guilt him into showing up to him being like all out, all about it. Um, and so watching guys make that transition. And right now we've got so many guys that are right there ready to do the same thing with all these new guys, all the new AOs. And, um, it's just a ton of fun to see. You think about like free to lead and Q source and and you know just F three right fitness fellowship and faith. Where where do you see yourself at with the the three the three apps? I mean, you mentioned some fitness and fellowship acceleration and I mean and and kind of in that like his Q source or free to lead or how have you used those tools or models to kind of push you along the way? Any thoughts? There? Yeah. I'll I like that it's a buffet, you know, you can, you can pick and choose. Um, and, um, yeah, so for me, I mean, I think free to lead has probably had a bigger impact on me, um, just because it resonated more with me than as much of the Q source stuff. Um, just because I, I think there is a real secret sauce and like, I love convergences. My, you know, Tater's birthday was amazing. Um, I'm looking forward to this weekend um, when we have the three-year anniversary. But, um, you know, like, even today, if I cue a big group, like, I'm not going to go real deep on my COT. Like, there's 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 something really – and that's why the mission statement says that it's to grow, serve, and, and plant small workout groups. Um, I, I think there's some real secret sauce there where men need men, but maybe we don't need a huge group of men at all times, especially when we're going to um, get vulnerable and, and talk about what's going on in our own life. So 
Um, so yeah, you know, I'm no dose talks about being a, a, a buffet Catholic. I, I think I'm a, a buffet, um, F3. So, I mean, Q service is great. I've done three green services now. I'm lighter than I was when I graduated high school. Um, and, um, there's lots of good nuggets in there, but yeah, for me, it's, yeah. it's all about the relationships that I'm, I'm building here in Omaha. That's, that's the biggest yeah. thing for me. Well, and I think the, I mean, to your point, right, it's, it's a process, right? We're all on this lifelong journey. So there's really not a, it's not like after you read the book and do the Q source, then, then all of a sudden life magically is figured out and you have no more room for growth, right? And through those relationships, I think is where a lot of growth happens. So that, I love that. What is your least favorite workout and why? Like exercise? Yeah. Um, Burpees have grown on me. That was probably because of the queen service. I still can't do that many, but um, <laughs> probably the hydraulic squats. Oh boy, yeah, those are terrible. I mean, they just tear my knees up. And also, I remember like uh, during one of the small COVID workouts, like khakis had them on the sheet, and then we did them at his house, and it was like five degrees outside, and we did it in the street. Yeah, that was brutal. I was there Fuck for that. You, that, was, that was terrible. Yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah, I, I dog squats. <laughs> All right, last question. What uh, piece of advice would you give an F and G? Introduce yourself to at least three people. You know, just if you can go to coffee, that's great. But talk to at least three guys that you don't know. Um, and if you stand around after Namorama, they're probably going to come up and introduce themselves. Um, but you know, even if you got to get somewhere, everybody's got five minutes. Even if you don't have time for coffee, you got five minutes to hang around and talk with your buddy that brought you or, um, and just get to know a few people, um, and ask them, you know, where do you guys usually post? Where are you going to post tomorrow? Um, and, um, I think, um, I, th I think that'd be my advice and, you know, and, and we need to be, we need to be good about following up with those guys and reaching out and, and you know, if you EH'd him, if you brought him, you know, reach out and say, Hey, this is where I'm going tomorrow. You know, this, this is the location close to you. Um, and, you know, even, even now three years in, I find myself posting because of where people I posted a Titan Alley on Monday because Jean Claude is annoying as hell. And he he's you know he's he's a hell of a weasel shaker and he uh, he texts and he doesn't he doesn't take no for an answer. So you know I would tell him FNG you know make yourself available to that uh, to that weasel shaker. Yeah, no, I I love that. I think that's a great piece of advice for them and you know, we can almost challenge ourselves to kind of spot those guys, you know, the guys that are just standing around and, and waiting for an invitation, you know, that's an invitation to, to kind of reach out to them. They're waiting for you to come connect with them. So maybe challenge anyone listening right now, if you spot those guys at a workout, say what's up to them and introduce yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that too. Just to call out, uh, you know, if you brought an F and G, you know, maintain some accountability and, and keep, Keep reaching out, keep EH and after even after that first post. You know, I think um 
there's there's some a lot of value in that too. Well, Brazil, I was gonna say Brazilian has to text someone probably every day. He's EH about half the the PAX members in Omaha. So. <laughs> I I got on early, so my uh, my branch of the family tree is pretty big, but um, I can't take. Uh, luckily, luckily, um, uh, big one brought out the the Ryder brothers, so that made my my branch explode, but. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fun to get guys out and always be EH. And... Heck yeah. Well, I wonder if you would uh, just take us out with a standard uh, name or ama. Give us your uh, your name, age, and call sign. <laughs> Blake Richards, 40, Brazilian. 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 Later, yeah, dude. Lo- nice job. Love you, man.